Hello and welcome to the next episode of Lost in Criterion. I'm John Patrick Oatari Dorgan, and with me, as always, is a man whose coat is definitely also a dog. <laughs> I am the Adam Glass, and uh, man, that that's just a weird bit, wasn't it? That I just... would like I submit to you, Adam, that there is no part of this movie that is not a weird bit. <laughs> I know, but even by by the standards of the rest of the movie. Yeah, there's a weird bit. Having one of your characters in hysterics because they think they accidentally murdered their dog and then to prove that you didn't murder they didn't murder their dog, uh your main character jumps up and down on it and pulls its nose off. Yeah. As a no, way and of... then cu- and then and then pivots into like one of those like I don't know yeah. how to describe that that kind of sex joke where they're like, hey, yeah. man, I'm not here to judge. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting too old. It's the, it's oh, the, uh, it's just... the lethal weapon of, of, of sex yeah. jokes where it's, man, I'm getting too old for this shit. I'm, <laughs> I'm out of here. Yeah. It's, a weird, it's a weird bit. I, me, yeah. and, me and the kids were – okay, so I watched this with my children, okay? I yeah. was like, we finally looped back around to another Hulu film, and I'm like, oh. I have two children right. who are both old enough to appreciate a man on screen doing dumb shit. <laughs> yes, yes. We are here, we have arrived, and we are going to do this. And so we watched it together, and we all three got very concerned about the idea of somebody stealing a dog out of a car. Yes. Like, we were, yes. we were, we were in panic state. Like, right. there, were, right. there were three people sitting on our couch being like, why the fuck are they stealing that dog? What is wrong with these people? Why are they doing this? And then, and then these hippies have no rules. They don't care about your societal <laughs> standards, Pat. And then the thing about it is, right, is that the dog comes back, but they don't like. So, like, when you find out and they're laughing, you're like, "Oh, okay, they're not stealing the dog per se. They're making, they're playing a practical joke." It takes yeah. a very long time to figure that out. So it is a very tense, like five minutes, <laughs> right, right? While they set right. this shit up, and then you. They don't return the dog. They don't pop out like like laughing. The dog just reappears. Right, like, right. Did the dog kill them? Is it, <laughs> it did like? Did the dog like win its freedom? Like what happened here? Why is the dog back and they're gone? The hippies never come back. Well, it's true. To be fair, one of them comes back shivering because he lost his jacket. I assume. Oh he's yes, the only yes, survivor. yes. Because there is there is that stupid joke about the coat being gone. Yeah, I I assume he is uh, there is the only survivor of that of that. Yes. Whatever whatever a group classification for hippies is, I don't know a, a, a gaggle, <laughs> a squadron, a malfeasance of hippies. Pat, before we get into the movie this week, I do want to talk about our Patreon, patreon.com slash lostincriterion. Over there for a dollar a month, you get access to a monthly bonus episode. You get to vote on what that bonus episode is going to be. Uh, you get access to all of the back catalog of episodes and a new thing we just started for uh, all supporters, <laughs> uh, no matter what level. Created is, uh, because we're, we're bad at podcasting. <laughs> right. Uh, 
Uh, we're also putting some outtakes uh, up there, just uh, bits that I thought were interesting conversations that really just were beyond the pale. Like we're we're very bad at getting to the point. You've listened to this episode so far, uh, right? You know that you understand what's but, happening uh, here. Yeah, but there are some times when it is so far. Uh, so far beyond that even I can't justify leaving it in, and I have decided to take those bits and put them on the Patreon for uh, for people to enjoy, uh, if enjoyment is what they get out of it. Right, right. Uh, I, anyway. I, uh, so many of those posting, words could be in air quotes. You decide right, which right, ones. Right. As of this recording, there is only one up there right now, but it is something I plan on doing in the future, and uh, maybe I'll be more willing to cut out some bits knowing that they have a place to exist, but probably not. So, yes, the $1 and above uh, support, you get access to those bonus episodes. Non-Criterion films, as I said, uh, you get to vote on what they are. We've watched a, a really uh, wide variety of movies over there, uh, Some things like Critters 2, uh, uh, Monster Squad. Uh, we've <laughs> all, watched, would uh, you care to name all the other bad movies? <laughs> well, we've watched Will Ferrell's Kicking and lot, Screaming actually. and... Uh, Ready Player One was uh, actually surprisingly uh, good. We were expecting it to be very yeah. bad. So uh, the fact that it was it's, not it's, very bad it's, was, it's was surprising. It's mediocre. We, uh, we got yeah. there. Uh, and, uh, you know, much better movies. The Americanization of Emily, uh, uh, Network. Dog Day Afternoon, um, which is my favorite Dog Day of Afternoon. the ones we've ever done. Yeah. Yeah, movies that, that maybe should be in the collection but aren't for whatever reason. But, you know, uh, I say that knowing that the Criterion Collection doesn't have like a quality filter. Yeah. That's not actually what they want to do. So, um, right? Nobody knows uh, what yeah. they want to do. It's a mystery. No one knows. It's you can't tell. Uh, the The Ernest box set is on the horizon. It, it's, it's we all know it's someday. coming. Yeah. And God, it'll be so good, though. I would be all over be. that in a heartbeat. It's so- it really will be. I'd buy it. How many? Uh, how many Ernest movies are there? Like, are we talking like I have to like dedicate a shelf in my office to that? <laughs> it's I wonder. Be, well, it'll be like the Godzilla, the Godzilla box set. It'll be a, it'll be a three foot square <laughs> box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping it's in the shape of Ernest's head. Yes. Like yes. Doing that, you know that you know what I mean, Vern face, and then yeah, yeah. it's like a tin, and you open it up or something. I'm absolutely, absolutely. Sounds great. Uh, all of that at a dollar. For a little bit above that, five dollars, uh, you get access to that lower stuff, of course, the lower tier. Uh, but we also like to thank the five dollar supporters on air. We have one right now, uh, Stephen Goldmeyer, uh, who you. was on a few recent episodes, including just uh, just last week, I believe, or, or two weeks ago. It would have been at this point because we did record. I don't twice know last numbers, week, unfortunately. Uh, He's uh he's trying to be he seems to have made a New Year's resolution to try being on on our show more often or be available to be on our show more often uh, and uh, we greatly appreciate it because yeah, we uh, appreciate love it. having Definitely. him I guess um but uh, uh <laughs> he actually he had expressed interest on in being on today but it didn't work out uh, which is uh, disappointing I feel like he would love this movie I hope he gets a chance to watch it nonetheless uh, but in any case thank you Stephen uh, our five dollar supporter and our good friend. Uh, very, very kind of you to give us money. That's <laughs> We appreciate it. Yeah, we do appreciate uh, it. Above that, $10 and above, we do something that I think is really, really special, um, which is actually why there's so few $5 supporters right now, because so many of them up to $10. And uh, we'll get you someday, Stephen. Yeah, uh, just a matter of time. <laughs> just a matter of time. No, uh, but uh, $10 and above 
Pat makes a piece of art based on one of the movies we've watched recently. I get that printed up on a postcard, write a little personalized note, and send that off to those supporters. So thank you so much to our $10 and above supporters, Adam Speakerman, Patrick Yago, Michael McGrath, Jason Westhaver, and Christopher Otto. Uh, some of you have been at it for a very long time. Yeah, and we and really we are, appreciate it. We are very appreciative of, of everyone at that level. But uh, in particular, Jason Westhaver has been supporting us since September 2017. and uh, That's a long time. That's really great. Yeah. And Adam, Adam's been up there, too. He, yeah. he he signed up October 2017. And those are I'm the two oldest right now. Uh, really. Very long time supporters. Really appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Somebody likes what we do. It's very nice. It's shocking, but it is nice. <laughs> yeah. uh, but yes, thank you so much to to all our supporters at any level, and thank you very much to your to you, the listeners. Um, if you do want to get in on supporting us financially, that is Patreon.com/slash Lost in Criterion. And yeah, thanks. Yeah, thank you. This week we are talking about our final Jacques Tati film. Uh, we went through a Tati set uh, many years ago, and it was, was our first introduction to Tati. Ago, wow. And we were so delighted oh, so by good. all the Tati. Um, I believe, you know what, actually, I could be wrong. I think we still will watch Parade at some point. Okay. Um, in fact, it is uh, Spine Number 731. Now, Parade is a Tati film directed by Tati. I don't know if he stars in it because it is not... A Hulot film. Mm, I bet. Uh, I would. I if I had to wager, I would say he's probably in it, but maybe he's not the main yeah. character. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, no doubt. Um, it was also shot for television, as I recall. Parade oh, was, uh, if I remember correctly. Um. But we are with our last Hulot film, Traffic. We had previously watched. I'm really kind of uh, depressed about this. If I'm being honest, isn't it? I'm it's a little kind of sad. <laughs> like. Um. I, you know what? We may have one more Tati film. Yeah, number 730 is actually Jour de Fête, uh, which is also not a Hulot film uh, because it is prior to Hulot. Uh, but, oh, uh, interesting. Okay. But yeah, we do have two more Tati films. I misspoke to say we are we are out of Tati. The complete Jacques Tati box set uh, contains all of the films we had previously watched, this one and Parade and Jour de Fête. So when we eventually get to the complete Tati box set in spine number order, which is, as I said, the 730s. Um, we will we will finish off with two more Tati films. Uh, but this is the last Hulot. I was right about that. Okay. Uh, we have previously watched My Uncle and Monsieur Hulot's Holiday and Playtime, or yeah, Playtime, um, which uh, were all just delightful films. Yeah, um, Holiday, really amazing movies. Holiday is very, uh, very much clearly an influence on things like, say, Mr. Bean. Um, Mon Uncle takes that character and makes him sort of still an agent of chaos, uh, but uh, but uh, a, uh, a a weird uncle agent of chaos. Right, right. Uh, whatever that stereotype is. Playtime Hulo kind of moves back, and he's not necessarily the focus of what the movie's trying to say about society. Uh, and with this one, he swings back the other way, and and Hulo becomes like the most competent person in the movie. I know. I was okay. So that's the interesting thing, right? I was like, okay, kids, 
we're watching this. What, <laughs> yeah. And I showed them some preview. I was like, you know, here's this this person, right? And I was like, we're going to watch this guy bumble around <laughs> and, like, cause trouble. And, like, we weren't disappointed. It was funny. But I was like, wait, yeah. why is he good at his job? What's happening <laughs> right, here? Right, why is right. Why is he doing a good job at all? That like he's not causing. I mean, like a little bit once in a while, but not yeah. nearly to the extent that like I had come to expect. <laughs> right. Like right. I was like, and then there's a bunch of times. And I guess in my own interest, and it, my children obviously didn't go through this, but oddly enough, I really feel like that was almost for me a almost like a meta joke. Right? Was it like yeah. I kept expecting him to fuck things up? And in general <laughs> right. terms, it never happened. And it's like, oh, like you're just going to keep subverting my expectations and then occasionally right. paying it off. Occasionally, you'll right. rip a woman's wall garden down right. off the side right. and get which stuck was, hanging upside was, down. Which was the first moment I truly laughed out loud. And I had to pause the movie because I lost no, it yeah, so it's bad fantastic. at that and moment. We, yeah, we were, all, uh, we, we were all dying. It was really good. Yeah. And like, there's some other things I thought were like legitimately quite yeah. funny. Um, oh, I yeah. really no, that I, is not to say there aren't that, other like funny bits prior like, to that. It's right. just I well, I completely lost it right. in that and, moment. And, and, and that's the thing, right? Those yeah. kind of moments are what you I came to expect from like Mon Uncle and and you know, especially like Mon Uncle or, or Mr. Hill's vacation, is that like where something will happen and it's just it's because it's a gag, right? Because it's a right. it's a slapstick right. gag, you laugh. Like you just laugh. Like because right. it you're like you kind of can see it coming, but you're not 100% sure, and then it happens. You're like, oh, man, this is amazing. And this is more like – more, and I guess that sense is a little bit a little bit higher up the scale of humor in the sense that like right. the situations are funny, the things that are happening are funny, but they're not shocking in that slapsticky way, right? Yeah. Watching the customs yeah. officers essentially all try to buy a, a, a camping van like, <laughs> right. is right. very right. good. It is That yeah. entire scene where they are essentially – they are essentially doing the trade show at the customs right. office, and every time they reveal a new thing that the car can do, it get it escalates and gets funnier, right? Because it like right. it starts right. at like kind of normal caliber stuff. You're like, oh yeah, right. okay, a camping van. This is I can expect a table to pull out, and then yeah. things get a little out of control. And a man is shaving the with the horn yes. of his car we, steering wheel is. The best thing ever. Like it's very. Good. We were we were like that one got me. I was actually laughing yeah. out loud when that happened because I was like, "This is just we've gone we've we've crossed over into just the absurd." Now. Right, right, right. It's very good. Now the the consistence of the Hulo character is always that in his own little way he is the one sane man. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Right. You know that it's not he is he is an agent of chaos to an extent, but only in an agent of chaos in that he he is the true he knows what to do and how to do it right uh and it's just everyone else is so lost in their own absurdities that that he becomes absurd uh in uh in comparison right I guess. and that's that's particularly true of mon uncle and even to a certain extent particularly to a playtime even as playtime sort of focuses on uh things outside of Hulu much more than right the but yeah but, but playtime I would are I I feel like this fits into a certain like my memories of this have become very weak at this point but oh, I feel yeah. like this one fits really well into playtime in the sense that oh yeah like Hulu to a certain extent is just existing in this world 
while this right. world does the things that this world is going to do right with right. or without him right like he's just there and it just keeps functioning around him in the way that it in the rather poor way yeah. that it functions right? right um there are a couple of bonus features on uh on the dvd and on criterion channel um both of which were uh short pieces short films biographical on tati from uh from a tati scholar named uh oh, what's his name uh stephane Goudet. Goudet. um one is called professor Goudet's lessons and it's very much set up like it's its own little comedy short um and the other is a more straightforward sort of biography on tati um, but at one point in Professor Goodday's lessons, um, a very interesting conversation starts. And it's one I think I want to have with you, too. Okay. Uh, I did not someone... watch these. Ex- these yeah. bo- I, I did not have time, unfortunately. So, right, right. Just so you know, I'm coming in Someone blind. poses the question as to whether or not Tati is a reactionary, whether or not he's conservative. Because so much of playtime in particular. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I is. See that is a sort of take that to modernism or 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 to right to but, modern society. but that's the thing right okay okay flip that i'm gonna immediately reply because i can't yeah. not reply right right think about if you think about the things that he replies to and again we have not watched playtime for a very long time that was right 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 five years it's ago something years. crazy like yeah. that here's what i will say based on if nothing else just watching the movie we watched today hello is totally fine, like Hulo. Tati and 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 Hulo engages in characters who have very, like, you know, he doesn't. He occasionally will poke fun at people in some group. You know, like we like we said, we make fun of hippies a little bit. They for one, right, some right, reason right. or another extremely malevolent in this in this in, in right. one scene, but like he never, in general says something negative about the people that much. What right. he talks about is the sort of society that has been that they have built and is built around them, right? Like if you look at playtime, right. playtime is mostly about what is this crazy bullshit we're all doing? What 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 right. are we which is maybe luddite, but luddite right. is not the same thing as Right, like what socially I, conservative, what, right? Those are not the same. Thing. What I think Tati is really going against here is the alienization of modernization. Well, right? absolutely, that and it, you see that. It, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. And with with playtime and with this in in many ways, and and it exists, you know, with the with the modern home architecture stuff yeah. in Mon Uncle and even the vacation culture right. in uh Hulo's holiday. Um it all it all tracks, but particularly with playtime and with this one, uh there's there's an almost uh and actually one the the one bonus feature talks about this in regards to to playtime, but I think it's also true here that there is a Facultian sort of uh imprisonment yeah. going on mm-hmm. and they talk about it with playtime in regards to the glass cages Absolutely, particularly yeah. of the waiting room scene but but here each individual car yeah. there is something about is, is a prison you know, that you're in yeah we see 
we see maybe two vehicles the entire time that have more than one person in yeah. it. Well, uh, three, counting our main characters. Right, and which you probably can't really. But like, <laughs> right, right. Like, and then, and I would like to bring up a couple interesting things that go along with that. If I don't, I, I don't want to interrupt though. So no, by all means, please go. Well, what, what I was going to say is he highlights that by a thing that like lots of people have observed. We all have observed, like and talked about in our lives, the fact that like we got a picture of like. 30 different people picking their nose because like inside of that right. cage, you are alone. <laughs> right. You're, you're in right. public, right. but you're alone. And so you start to engage in acts that you would do alone, even though everybody can see you. You're still right. in public, right. but you're alone. <laughs> right. And I've talked about this with regards to my observation about the way that my fellow drivers operate out on the road with regards to like, okay, well, like, they don't. They, they feel some sort of immunity because they're like alone, right? right. Like that nobody knows who right. they are. They can do whatever they want, um, and that's that's true for most people, I think. And um, yeah, and that's like that's the same thing, right? Like it's the same as the cubicle or something like that. Where like, right. I'm here, right. I'm in a public space, but I am alone. Hulot as a character is is counterculture in as much as he is anti hegemony. But right. anti-hegemony is not the same as anti-globalization or even the same as, as anti-mass production, right? right. right. And, at the, and, and to that point, at the very same time, in this movie, Hulot is the architect of the car. Right. He designs a, a, an absurd piece of mass consumer but, and, uh, and, and, right, uselessness, right. really. Here's what, right? here, it is. But here's the thing. is like I don't think that—, that Tati or Hulo, in that instance, are against frivolity. Right, they're against, right. And, and, Absolutely. and so, like, the car they design is absurd, but it is about, <laughs> right. and we see it at the end, about bringing people together, right? It is right, a right. camping car in the sense right. that, like, you're not going to do this alone. That would be weird. You're going to do right. this with other people is the sort of notion right. that he's postulating here. And we see him doing it with a group of people at the mechanics. Uh, right. Uh, and that's and that's the flip side to where this movie I I feel like isn't necessarily anti-reactionary uh even even to the consumerism of car, car culture is that it it also goes out of its way to show us cars bringing people together now often in absurd ways like yeah. the businessmen all under the hood of one <laughs> yeah, car yeah, looking yeah. like they're they're dogs at their mother's teat um <laughs> but uh uh or the accident scene. The yeah, accident, the accident scene is, is bringing people, and they like, and together. we see right. like people helping each other find the bits right. of their car, like right. engaged in human actions, right? In like in, right. In, in right. human right. social interaction. Um, again, but it requires a destruction so many... of those cars to do it. But... Right. right, and there are so many cars in that accident, particularly because none of them are utilizing any sort of mass transit. Right, right. they are all individuals in individual cars that are even like matching them, like a joke you might expect about a dog or something looking like the owner. Right, uh, the <laughs> the priest blessing his engine is oh, very it's, it's amazing. <laughs> I love that. It's a really great little joke. It's, in there, I, too. I I had to explain that to my children because they're like, "What's <laughs> happening here?" And I was like, "All right, well, <laughs> right, like, right. let's pause the movie for a second here." Well, two thousand years ago, yeah, yeah, uh, it's no. kind of. It, it was a little bit less, <laughs> less, uh, a little bit less history than that, but it right, did require right. some explanation because you know, it, yeah, there's a lot of background reasons right. why that was like right, that, but. right, right. Uh, but yeah, you know, and, and like you said, they all 
they all start where like no <laughs> there is probably some initial anger maybe portrayed but but for the most part everybody immediately is oh are you all right are you all right mm-hmm. here i found your license plate yeah. um is this your <laughs> is this your steering wheel or whatever yeah you know? I, I think and I the car the car it. making donkey noises chasing after its wheel as and, it runs and off my kids it's, love you that. know and it's the so whole silly, accident but, yeah. scene is it's very silly the way it works the uh the citron up on its front two wheels yeah. is <laughs> it's good it's very good. Yeah. It's absolutely patently <laughs> ridiculous, but like very right, good. It, right. it, it's Yeah. And 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 it is in in that sense, right, like to a certain extent the things around the things in the story sort of take on some of the Hulu esque elements on themselves instead, right? Like Right, right. The absurd absurd things happen rather than Hulu doing things that are kind of not not absurd but are um Right. You know, sort of the, the agent of chaos is more sort of spread out at this point right yeah. like yeah and, and and it's fun that way i think yeah the uh the essay with it starts off with with an interesting thing that i wanted to share because i i had realized it even even before i read this um i think i probably ran across the information somewhere else that's how i realized it we'll put realized in air quotes there okay um but uh but the french word for traffic uh is not traffic Right. Uh, it's uh, circulation. Um, right. So so traffic, as a French word, means like uh, uh, in a, a sense of business, of commerce, of like the right. trafficking of goods. Right. right um, okay. Is what the French word traffic means. Now, of course, we get things, particularly with playtime, there is a lot of sort of... Uh, Jokes with with Franglish, eh? French and English being, you know, right. and English words getting into French and being used in French society. There's a lot of humor to be taken out of that in playtime. So there is there is, of course, the aspect of this that is a Tati thing to uh, to make jokes about uh, English and French and languages getting all smashed up. And And in that regard, it's very interesting that. You know, much like all our other Hulu films, uh, the sounds are very important, but the language itself is not. The words themselves are not important to understand what's going on here. You know, um, the essay brings up one particular, like, uh, when the guy is getting berated for dusting the rally car at the the show, all we really, once we hear his boss say the word Monte Carlo, we understand why he's mad. Even right. if we don't have a translation of what right, right, but we right. understand, like we under, we don't even need that, right? Like <laughs> right, the moment right, right. We, we see have what he's doing, we're like, board. okay, well, like right. this is obviously meant to be like <laughs> right. this. You right, 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 just, right. You've, you're being <laughs> silly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but yeah. Uh, so, so Hulo or, or Tati rather, <laughs> you know. I mean, yeah, that's one of those situations, right? right? They're like, yeah. they are. But, I understand they're not the same thing, but in many yeah. our our engagement with Tati has been Hulu. Right, right. So. Tati's Tati's use of the word traffic may imply some sort of uh uh you know, Hulu is the designer of the car, right? So traffic suggests uh a tradesman uh respect, even as a commercialization uh takes takes gets a little take that from the movie. Right. Um, but at the same time, traffic, this movie, according to, uh, the, uh, 
the Gaday, the Professor Gaday's lessons, this movie was shot on 70 millimeter, which was not a format that French cinemas were set up to uh, show. Okay. American cinemas were. Huh. Playtime had bombed. In fact, he had, there were so many hoops that Tati had to go through to get the funding for this. Uh, and in the end, there was a documentary crew from Sweden shooting a behind the scenes that mm-hmm. ended up working on on the on scenes oh, for really? this movie because they ran out of money uh, because Tati ran out of money. It's like, oh, you're here already. Can we just? just you got the lighting it, yeah. set up, right? Um, but uh, but uh, so traffic as a title is also kind of maybe aimed at an English speaking well, audience. Well, and if you think, if you think also, if you consider, despite it not being made in the United States, if you consider that like it's literally a movie that focuses on a thing that Americans like probably more right, than right. Any American other car country culture. on Earth. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, right. So, so there's that aspect, but but if he's shooting on seventy millimeter, and making a an anglicized titled to it, then there's an idea that he's trying to make a commercially viable product for a wider audience, right? And that yeah. itself undermines any idea that he is. Yeah, I mean, reactionary, well, yes, right? Like, I mean, right? like you know, we've, we've had extent. this conversation before, like right. you know, dude's got to pay some bills, right? Like. Maybe the you know the That's goal fair. is right like you know maybe I can get an audience in the United States who actually like appreciates it. right but also maybe I just want to like give the United States a big fucking like middle finger and be <laughs> right. like go fuck right. yourselves right. like if you really think about what this movie about like this is a more point I again I don't know a lot about yeah. the Netherlands at this era or you know or the, or France or any of those other places right, but right, like right. this movie is is so much dealing with a thing that has got to be more of a problem in the United States than it is in France. Right, right, right. Like, it just has to be. I I refuse to believe that it's not. We have seen... um, We have seen highways in the 60s in this part of the world before. Mm -hmm. Um, Like that Goddard film that ends with the car accident. Yeah. Uh, so we know we know that the the busyness and uh, and wild west nature of of uh, the highway system uh, is not just uh, a U.S. thing. It happens. No, no. I, right? I'm just saying that like I um, I can't c- confirm this, but I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that like 1960s United States probably still had a per per capita like car ownership level that was higher than. Right. I just it just has to be. It like just because you know I'm sure it was higher at that time than you know it was it was more of a problem at that time but like because we have seen movies with French drivers just like losing their goddamn minds and yeah. driving like crazy. But like I I just say that because like I feel like this is the sort of title that the United States has held for a long time at this point. Uh and and nobody's gonna catch up. Yeah. Uh, like, it, it, I my my point just being that like it would make sense to me if part of the goal was to make a film that is 
accessible to the to the United States, but also at the same time a kind of about that lifestyle. Right, right. And if nothing else, if nothing else, even if somehow France has more cars on the road in 1960, whatever, let's say that's possible. It is still a a lifestyle that the United States and the corporations of the United States are definitely trying to propagate. Right, 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 right. right. They're actively, desperately trying to make the the world lifestyle, the world system of of life, right? Right. And that that globalization of car culture is also evident in the scenes at the uh, at the car expo, right? We get the Honda the Honda box being delivered and, and they can't <laughs> no figure out which is up and down. Yeah. Right, right. How to open the box. Um and the fact that, you know, besides our main characters working at a fictional co- company, all of the cars featured and everyone at the at the auto show are real play and real companies because they, you know, while the initial scenes were shot in an empty airplane hangar, the scenes actually at the active car show were shot at the car show, right? The right. actual Amsterdam car show. So, you know, of course they have real cars in the background because that's what their stock footage is, right? right. So, um, so yeah, right. It's, there's just, there's so much little fun stuff in this movie. Um, and it's, you know, it, it takes pot shots where it can. You know, Ultra is supposedly this, this super innovative company, and they're coming out with this brand new camper car that's like nothing anyone's ever seen, but yep. the car itself can't drive. And their only solution for getting it to the uh, car expo is on just an ancient delivery truck that itself barely runs. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, and and, you know, I mean... I I will say like I I will give the credit that I will say that oftentimes car show cars are not functional cars. Right. This right, is one right. of the absurd parts about car shows is that like half these cars cannot drive. They were never designed to be able to drive. Uh right. I am amused by the fact that a car that a auto company apparently doesn't have a mechanic who can fix a truck, which is right. a fascinating phenomenon that is that is sort of a like just a funny part of the movie as a whole, which I, I enjoy. Um, I, I really, really, really enjoy our main female lead in this movie because I, she is a fascinating character, like a deeply fascinating character who I don't fully understand as a person. So, so one thing the movie tries to do is sort of humanize her from, from high strung, do anything to get ahead. Um, but also, she's the impediment to all of all of the problems here, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, uh, her her insistence on uh, fixing things as quickly as possible is what leads to so many other problems. Right. Yes. Uh, and her insistence on using her own uh, privilege, you know, her 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 good looks, uh, for mm-hmm. instance, to get through the uh, the. Uh, border crossing like they're not going to stop her because she's a beautiful woman so she waves and drives through but the truck follows her through right right and (laughs) and no one even sees the truck as it follows her through because they're so busy staring at her 
uh, which is very silly. I also right. love that she's in a literally in a different outfit every time we see which her. Which is which is even one of my even favorite though she would have no means or time. But then we to watch change. her do it though, and it's right. pretty amazing, right? Like, right. I I I am mesmerized by a by a character right. who is literally never in the same outfit twice. Like she's that is got, a deeply she's mesmerizing. She's got two hats character. in the spare tire. I love it. It's like so I love I and like but here's the thing right is like she is a in some ways right like she's supposed to be an avatar of modern society and right like and it's like right, it's go right. go 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 right um right. but the thing about it and is is that like we she's not played in a way that is she's not played in a way and she's not talked about in a way that is harsh she is right very human she is treated right. as a as a human being who is this is what life asks of you now. This is what you right. do now. And the fact of the matter is, is that Ultra is fucking already obsolete before it ever existed, right? <laughs> right. Like right, right. everybody in there wants to take fucking break or like go like go home at six p.m. Which yeah, they should. But guess what? Right. It's very that's good. not how society works anymore. Thank you very much. Like, and that sort of stuff, right? Like she's France in seventy one though. Person. Well, we yeah. watched we watched yeah, Tavabian. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I will say that, like, they did have a they special fought for reason, that. but like, you know. yeah, but they fought for that. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, there's a reason. Yeah, there's a reason why you have that, right? Like, there's a reason why right. you get to go home at six every day, um, and and people don't, and it's like absurd that they would ask you to stay after six, right? But right, right, right. like, the thing about it is, is that like, it's just she is contrasted against most of the people working at Ultra who are. You know, moving at their own speed, right? They're like they're right. they're doing the job, but they're they're they, what's the rush, right? Like we're gonna get this right. done and it's gonna happen. And the guys, the the painters are my favorite. Yeah, we're the great. ones just sitting on top of the <laughs> on top of the, the scaffolding, car. and yeah. the others pushing the scaffolding back. It's and amazing. Forth. Like, but like you know, they're all like, I mean, they're bustling, but they're not moving that right. fast. They're like, and she's right. contrasted against that because. As far as I can tell, she's also brought in by this outside investor, right? Like she's just right, right. This person who's hired by this random English dude who just like walks in and we never see again, which is <laughs> right. a great character to just right. have. Like, ah, he's she's the rich introduced guy and she's American and it's public relations and that's all we know and right. that's all we need to hear, right? Right. Yeah, and and and, yeah. and, and but like I, I, I am pleased to see. That even the character who in many ways is supposed to be avatar of the thing that this movie is talking about is still very much just a person. Like, absurd right. because it's Hulu and, like, everybody's a little absurd, right? Like, everybody's a little over the top. The outfit changing is over the top. But Hulu's over the top in his own special way, right. too, right? Like, right. everybody's over the top. But, like, it's not saying that this is a bad person. It's not. No one is telegraphed in this movie as being a bad person they're all just right. people being people and that creates the most absurd situations you could ever imagine right 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 and and it even gets down subtly like at the at the uh, at the custom station where the guy who's being arrested and the police officer who loves talking to are mirrored in right. how they're acting exactly. and how they're walking these are right. both just people like doing right, people right. things and like yeah, yeah. And, and i mean there's some great scenes that like are just good jokes too like the guy who rides the the customs office van out the door 
on the yes. back of the van and like nobody pays attention to it. It's some great stuff that same, happens. Same guy who had been arrested, right. by the way. Same yeah. jacket. So well, I, lo- I lost track because they added in the, which the is, married Which couple. is presumably his escape is what triggered the whole yeah, probably. Yeah, right, yeah. big run, right? We never actually get a clear answer on that. So like, uh, it's very funny that the very last car out of the gate is the one he's holding on yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and again, no one noticed. None yeah. of the custom people have any have any view for something more than two feet away from them at <laughs> right, any time, right, exactly. which is very silly and very wonderful. Uh, but yeah, uh, she she over the course, Maria, she uh, she gets humanized. She gets Huluized, really, yeah, more right? more than anything, right? Like uh, she becomes, right. more, She slowly becomes a little bit more like just whatever about you know like not whatever but like right maybe a little bit but i mean like she you know she's still she's worried about the deadline less high strung and, about anything right yeah and and but you know she's still worried about the timing and the deadline and and finding out that they missed it so remarkably because it's like a six and not a nine is just sort of the, right. the final the the final thing right and, and you know and and we talked about earlier sorry not to change totally change the topic but you were talking about what you know the kind of the title traffic means is that also though the movie is a series of human transactions right where where hulo and and his driver the driver and maria have to you know sort of traffic with other people right to interact with other people and deal with them and 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 make their way in the world through a system that that clearly is it's right. built, but it, it doesn't always function as it's in, as it's intended. Right. Like, like who running through the fucking field to try to get gas. Like <laughs> me and the kids are like, why is he, what, what's he, what's the running about? Like, why is he running? Like, why yeah. is it, why is he it worried that this, this guy's going to get all the gas? Like, right. what's the deal? Right. Like when they see each other, it's understood. You know, he's walking from the other direction, so they both look, both look behind them as if, well, maybe I should be going the other way. Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, but then he decides to go across the field, and then they just start running, and it's just absurdity for absurdity's sake at that point. Exactly, right? and and yeah, yeah, exactly, and and yeah, it's it's very silly, and very delightful, uh, and it's just, I don't know. There's there's moments where it's very, very quiet, and they probably could like fit in more gags if they wanted. Like both of them very quickly pick up a hitchhiker and uh, uh, hitch a ride right. back to the highway, um, and you know we don't get any sort of absurd conversation of hello or 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 the right. gas fumes causing something to happen with with the driver right, right. that picks him up right. Um, and he immediately gets the ride too. It's a little sillier than the other guy getting the ride because the car stops a lot shorter than right. So he has the to other run back, car. yeah, back. But yeah. like, yeah, but, I mean, it, and I think if I had to make a guess, I don't, I don't know what what year did this one come out? Seventy one. Yeah, and I kind of wonder if Tati is as he's moving along through life feels and feels a desire or need to make Hulu a little less frantic to make things right. a little bit move it a little bit like slower pace a slower clip like the jokes are still there but like who like earlier Hulu he Hulu was never frantic but the world was 
but the the jokes came pretty fast. Like things were right happening. The a world lot. was very frantic. A, right around and the him world in this one is frantic, but we're also faced with the fact that like realizing things like no matter how frantic you are, sometimes there's only a certain speed you can go at. Right, like you're gonna right. like, just keep, right. and that you know Maria sort of serves the purpose of pointing that out to a certain extent right is it like right. no matter how fast maria wants to go here's how fast this is going to go like this is right. how fast and when it's she going to go. when she learns to accept that is when be, and she becomes a happier human being right right yeah and the ending of this and the ending of playtime are are interesting uh variations on the same theme right the ending of playtime is the traffic jam that's like a carousel around the traffic right circle. right yeah and the ending of this is a parking lot traffic jam of a bunch of people, you know, the cars are completely stopped dead. So there's a bunch of pedestrians with black umbrellas moving through like it's a funeral or something, right? right? Um, well, and, you know, and you throw in the fact that, like, you know, just to get one more sort of jab in about this culture, like, all the cars basically look all the same. Right, like, There's right, different right, colors right and stuff, but they're all pretty much identical. Yeah. Uh, and they've got this that their interlocking pattern means that no one will ever be able to get out. It's right, completely right. frozen forever. Uh, it's a it's a pu- a sliding block puzzle game yeah. at this point. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. and, and 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 it's and it's sort of like it's the sort of it's that scene alone just tells you almost everything. And and uh, and the scene if you combine that scene with the scene about like the um you know like people sitting alone in the cars and stuff like that, you kind of get the whole sort of thesis statement of the movie kind of wrapped into one, which is everybody in those cars is alone. Right. And they're not going anywhere because you've hit that point where everybody's just trying to go so fast that you've created a a situation where nobody can go anywhere. Right. Like it's right. Right. And, 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 and that's, you know, Maria's character throughout the thing where she's dealing with that same thing. And it's sort of like the final punctuation is like all these people were trying to go very fast and they're going nowhere. And, and we see that with the traffic in other places in the movie and the people who are walking are going places because they're not trying to go as fast as possible. Presumably they are actually going somewhere, Uh, right? Maybe just to their car, but you know. It's even interesting in what doesn't happen in the cars, right? We don't get any cheap joke about a woman messing up her makeup because she rear-ends somebody while yeah, putting no, on lipstick yeah. in the mirror, right? Uh, you know, and I think, you know, even even at this time in America, uh, I think there's like a Disney cartoon about some, joking about somebody running late to work so they're shaving in the car. But the yeah. sh- the car shaver joke in this one is a stationary car, a car that can't actually drive itself. Right, right, right. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And, um, and the guy who's shaving with it is standing outside the window. Right, right? It, it's so good. It's it's yeah, exactly. And it like you know it it's well, there's just yeah it um. And actually, I, now that I think about it, when he actually does turn on the engine, the engine starts to fall apart, right? Because like oh, they yeah. turn on the yeah. engine to to heat up the water and stuff, and it starts to smoke and do weird shit, <laughs> right? And shoot out oil yeah. that immediately disappears because there's no continuity in that scene. But um, yeah, <laughs> but whatever. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's fine. It's but, still yeah. silly, right? Um, yeah, I mean that's the thing, right? Is that like it 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 avoids those jokes because those jokes. 
I, I, I would argue that I think it avoids those jokes because those jokes tend to sort of, in a certain way, poke... F- How do I explain this? Like, those jokes, like, oh, that guy's shaving the car, are in a, some way kind of like pretending like that's not a thing that every single person in this movie would be doing. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And the point about this movie is that everybody is this. We're yeah. all and this. That's, and that's really... You know, the the makeup one in particular, when that exists in a film, is always meant to be some sort of commentary on like women drivers. Exactly, not, and, and you exactly. Know. And this is not a movie that is even really interested in being that gendered in its car criticism. Like the coolest car, <laughs> uh, aside from the camper car, <laughs> the coolest car in this movie is the one Maria's driving. Right, right? it's an awesome little car. Uh, right, and she drives it very fast and recklessly, but it is but not, not meant to be a commentation. It's not, as far as I can tell, meant to be right. a comment on women drivers. It is meant to be a comment right. on her particular personality and the kind of driving that she does and because of who she the, is. And the issues that pop up from her driving are significantly less about who she is and more about how people are reacting to how men are reacting yeah, to her. That's looks, also true. Right. Yeah. 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 Now there are instances where she's flouting traffic laws, uh, to other people's detriment. Like when the, when the, uh, two motorcycle cops who are doing everything in unison pull over the truck and she pulls back around to see what happened. Right, she's yeah. driving the very clearly driving the wrong way. Like right. we get an establishing shot with, with the do not enter sign even right. in that intersection. And she's very clearly driving the wrong way. Um, so yeah, of course, you know, she's doing stuff like that, but like the car accident happens because a traffic car is staring at her. Yeah. The whole situation with customs happens because the customs officers are staring at her. Right. Uh, right. So it's mostly, you know, it's still poking fun at the uh, at the patriarchy in its own way here. Right. right. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, and that's the thing, right? It's like Maria is trying to move at an unreasonable pace, but that is her right. character's personality. That is right. who her character is, uh, and yes, she is not. She is in at sometimes she is the cause because of what she does, and sometimes she is the cause because uh, in the sense that like other people, because of as you mentioned the sort of commentary on right. the patriarchy and stuff. Uh, but like, it is. I just think it's fascinating because um, when you're dealing with that. It never does that thing where, like, she doesn't just, like, you know what I mean? Like, she doesn't directly cause a car accident in the sense that, like, right. she doesn't, like... Right. You know what I mean? Her like, recklessness does not cause her to run into someone. Right. And it's not like she blows through a red light causing the traffic behind her to crash. Right. Right, right exactly. She goes through when she's still allowed to go through, and then the <laughs> traffic cop gets distracted and... Right, right. Um, right. Yeah, it's it's just an it's just it's just really interesting. I I I can't. I'm still sort of processing it because I feel like in some ways it is. We we watched a Buster Keaton, some Buster Keaton movies right, the other right, day, right. and I and I and and I, until we started talking about those, 
and I'm sure we talked about it with who, the other Hulu films. It's really interesting to think about how how intensely and I and I you know how intensely even something like slapstick comedy can function as a commentary on on society. Right. And of right. course, this is big, this is true in lots of others. This Charlie Chaplin films are you know obviously that. And yeah. It, it like it's just it, it's just it's nice to sometimes to be reminded of the fact that like oh right like even comedy where there's almost no words right can be so poignant in what it's sort of talking about right yeah but that Keaton stuff's very interesting because you know with uh with Sherlock Jr a good chunk of that comedy is also vehicle based right it's yeah. got the, yep. the the motorcycle sequence the car that that uh becomes a boat um and you know making making car based humor uh you know well yeah uh, i mean half a century older than than this movie well yeah right? i mean but there's a there's a long tradition of that right like the keystone cops do that as well there's right, like right right Absolutely. there's like that thing where right like this and what you kind of get into is you know even a, a you know that far earlier there's some acknowledgement in comedy i think earlier than in a lot of other places of like this whole thing is fucking absurd. Like, what right. we've cooked up here is batshit insane. Like, what are we even doing? Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're all driving yeah. these, like, personal machines that are, like... I mean, the old ones are ridiculous. The new ones are ridiculous. They're all... There's a level of absurdity about having everybody having a little mini train that they drive around all over the place, right? Like, that's... That, that, there's an acknowledgement of that absurdity pretty early in comedy, I think. Right, right, right. And the, and the havoc yeah. that ensues, right, by giving everybody this sort of, like, massive thing that they have to wield, despite not being very good at it, anybody being very good at it. Absolutely. I think there's also maybe a... I don't know that we can have this conversation, but I think there might be an interesting conversation to have in regarding Hulot's relationship with the new wave. Okay. Because Truffaut, uh, or Tati's relationship with the new wave, of course. I, I know um, what you mean. I, I'm yeah. fine with us. I keep doing, I'm going to keep doing that. Person. Yeah, um, I get it. Truffaut references the playtime waiting room scene in one of the Anton Joinel films. And I don't know that we made that connection oh, because I God, think we watched I all can't. the Joinel films before we watched playtime. Maybe. Um, but the one where where he's getting the job at the corporation and pretends to speak English, um, <laughs> to impress the Japanese woman, I'm, I'm sure you remember that aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, um, but is is kind of a parody of that same playtime scene, uh, according to uh, Professor Godot's or Godet's uh, uh, the bonus feature. Uh, it makes reference to that and. One thing it brings up then also, um, but they don't make this connection uh, necessarily. Sort of uh, in a different uh, in a different breath, uh, it talks about um, how some of this is maybe a reference to Weekend Godard, Godard's Weekend, which we will eventually watch as well. Uh, has a famous sequence that's sort of a, a long pan shot over an endless traffic jam, mm-hmm. um, and Weekend's about getting across the country very fast if i remember correctly um, i don't go out of my way to watch uh <laughs> yeah 
Goddard films, so I haven't watched Weekend yet. Um, but uh, but it's you know he's he's making a very French film in a way, but he's making this sort of you know a bunch of those guys are even much more reactionary than than we could even argue that Tati is right right um but at the same time they're they're trying to be counterculturally reactionary um which you know good luck with that but right. <laughs> but uh yeah i don't know it's I don't I don't know where I would want to go with this conversation. Like yeah, I said, I, but I, I, I don't know that saying. we can have this conversation. I mean, but he wouldn't... exists at the same time right. as these movies are being made. Like Weekend came out four years before this. Seventy one, you know, that's that's two years after Tavavian. So Godard's in his Marxist period while Traffic <laughs> is being made. Right, and that not to say that there's a relationship there, but to say that. Uh, the new wave stuff is well established and the norm as Hulo comes back one more time for traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tati doesn't, doesn't make movies that often playtime. What? 67. Or you know, playtime like was 67. And before that, Mon Uncle, I think was his last one. And that was 58. Um, right. So, and, you know, and in that way, right, like if you look at sort of those the new wave, right in the new wave, but like the new wave exists all throughout that period, like right. in different iterations. Right. And so what you kind of get not, and I we're again, we're not qualified to have this conversation. Okay? Let's be very clear. <laughs> right. Right. Um, right, right. Especially you would need to watch them all sort of like together at the same time to really sort of wrap your head around whatever you would like to want to say or write about that. If one thinks about, like, sort of, you can start to imagine Tati and his Hulo character as a sort of mile, like, touchstone, milestone sort of thing along that path. In the sense that, like, the new wave is is in itself somewhat frantic. Yeah. Like, the new wave is, Maria is the new wave in many ways, right? Like, she is... I wouldn't go as far as to say that she's exactly that, but like they, for all the cool, for example, Antoine Donnell or somebody like that, like those, one of those characters, right, right, right. for all the coolness that they have, they're also very frantic people. They're right. always moving. If you think about all those new wave films without, with some exceptions, the characters are always on the move. They're never just, they, they're in a place for a little Especially while. Especially the early ones because they're running from the cops. Right. Um, but, but, but you know yes. what I mean, right? Like, Okay, let's take even one that we really, really like. Let's take Cleo five to seven, right? Yeah, is that the name? Of, I, I'm now. I'm worried. I'm doing. I'm doing right. one of the. No, you're doing it right. I always do it wrong. I always say seven to nine. Um, Cleo <laughs> or, is or nine to five or moving, something like that, right? Like Cleo is moving throughout the film from place to place to point to point, and a lot of French New Wave films that, in my memory, are kind of like that, right? Like they'll right. have a moment in that place, but then it's time to go to a new place. And then it's time. Right. Now, keep in mind something like playtime literally is all in the basically all in the one place. But well, no, not play, not, not, not playtime, not playtime. Um, um, 
holiday is certainly holiday is playtime all playtime's all over the downtown right, now now right. playtime everything looks the same right right <laughs> everywhere yeah, that's, he goes, that's why which my, is part of the joke is, but is brain, but yeah i'm having a bit of a brain part on this but yeah again we <laughs> right, watched right. those movies a long time ago but yeah yeah but vacation is more of a commentary on is a is a weird synthesis right because right that's 50s right or not playtime uh vacation is a is 50s right and and like it matches with sort of like though it matches with your sort of um american hollywood vacate like where where like x characters are in this place like i can't think of like holiday inn or something like that in that sense right 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 right, well at this resort and like funny things kind of happen here and there's a story here and it sort of has that but then it has like whereas you know as the hulu character moves forward in time it starts talking about different things that match up with what's sort of in cinema maybe at the time right and and uh and my uncle dichotomizes right right my uncle is is about his house and his you know we we have that very very beautiful image of him walking up the front stairs of his house house, yeah which which i watched again Uh, yesterday because i thought we were talking about it and it was really interesting and then and then that's dichotomized against the very clean but very absurd uh, right. brother or brother-in-law's house or whatever, with the <laughs> with the pressed aluminum fish <laughs> statuary and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, the fountain and and everything. You know, it's all very silly. Um, whereas you know, then playtime gets sort of lost in the new city of right. of you know Paris and. Then this is, you know, this is very much about travel, and we're going through multiple countries as we travel, right? right? Um, but it's still, it's still about the highway. In that, right. everything's the same on the highway too, right? Right. And what I wonder is if, if you kind of track this along, right? If you're seeing like Tati kind of react to like the cinema of the time, right? Like, like. Something like playtime, and uh, and and mon uncle or something like that come at a time where we're where like you're kind of that French new wave we were talking about with your you know like kind of running around the city and stuff like that. Especially like playtime yeah. is kind of that style to a certain extent. Whereas like um, I mean, if we want to get really into that, we can go with. Uh bun the part where they literally run through the Louvre, right? It's a joke that right. they get through the Louvre right. in under exactly. five minutes. You know? Right, exactly. And, and 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 but you know what I mean, right? Like that that there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of running around, right? Right. And then right, right. by the time you get to this one, as you mentioned, you know, like guards already in like fully into his Marxist phase and stuff like that. And like perhaps the French New Wave has slowed down a bit. Like it's been ten years since the last right. you know what i mean like there's that sort of like because when we have watched those or like the they feel those movies that we watch feel different a little bit as we get further yeah. on where they're a little bit they're a little bit less like frantically about youth anymore they're more about like yeah. life yeah well and that's that's an interesting thing about you know bringing up and apart gets me thinking about this that you know there's the aspect of it that it is about youth and that's that's one reason everything's hectic and 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 running around, uh, but with Band Apart, that was like 
particularly a, a take that at modern society in the same way that Tati is commenting right. on modern society, right? Of of that hustle and bustle, and that you know, and that being bad, like running through the Louvre is a bad thing to do. Now, maybe in the same manner, the Louvre doesn't deserve the respect that we give the Louvre right. as some sort of holy of holies, but at the same time. <laughs> Getting through it as quickly as possible is not how you should be interacting with the Louvre. You know, it, right. it undermines it undermines any point of the Louvre. Right, like this at this <laughs> point, you have no reason to be here, uh, right. other than just because you want to run through it. Um, right, right, right. And 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 if you think about it, like I don't think in that sense, right? Like if they're they're kind of all coming from like they're coming, they're doing it in different ways, but they're all coming at the same points. You get the sort of impression that like Tati is not intending to be like a, repl- a response to them per se it's right. just sort of his take on the same ideas in a, in a certain extent right like imagine a imagine a the same ideas but addressed by a a character who is obviously older and obviously but also still experiencing the same world and 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 has the same has similar ideas but like you know tati is was born in 1907. Right. Yeah, he's an old man. <laughs> he's substantially older than the new wave directors. Like he right. just has to be. Uh, I don't know when any of them were born because I'm not gonna, I haven't looked that up. But they, he's got to be older than Truffaut. Like he just has to be. Right. Um, right. Right. I'm gonna find out Truffaut's like 185 years old or something by the time <laughs> he gets to it's like some sort of immortal. Truffaut's uh, shit. Tr- right. Right. But like I don't know. My my point is is that like it's like okay, what if we talk about the same topic that you're talking about? But like give it a very well, I'm older than you, I have a different perspective on it than you, but it's still a thing that I have to reckon with too, right? The city is still like this for me too. Right, right. It's just that I'm also not thirty yeah. years old or twenty years old. Right. Which is which is um, where I think looking at it from from an alienization alienization aspect um you know i i'll read that into this in the same way that i'll read it into the works of goddard or Truffaut, right because i'm sympathetic to that message from it right and the uh the fact that capitalism is alienizing right right uh and and you know even the 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 guys in uh uh what's it the the Hitman uh, Italian movie we watched the, a, a few months ago oh. where the guy takes his family on vacation back down to Sicily and ends up getting uh, right. airmailed to, to New York to, to perform a hit. Um, you know, the, the kids, the kids, the, the 20-something men who aren't part of the mafia there are sitting on the beach every day talking about the alienization of modern society, right? You know, right. It's, a, it's a joke to, a, to an extent, but it's, you know, it's also a, right. It's uh, also very real, a, right? Like right, they're complaining. Very real. They don't. They don't have jobs. They don't have right any of the things they. They can't do any of the things they want. They, they're right, yeah. and and in that same manner, you know, the sixties, the sixties, the early seventies, the late fifties were about dealing with that alienization as, uh, you know, particularly through, you know, Italy and and Western Europe. There was a huge financial boom post-war that 
left a lot of people behind. And that's right. what that's what the Italian new, new wave is about, right? right. That's, Absolutely. By and large, that is all that the Italian new wave is right. about. And, and whereas the, the French new wave seems to focus on like, it, it's less, I think, being about uh, being left behind. At least this is my really like back right. of the napkin take on it, but is about the fact that like they they're being swept up in it, but they don't necessarily ne- want want to be right. Like you right, know, it's like right. like we're all we're all part of this bustling new French generation, but like, do I want to do that? Like, do right. I want to be that? You know. Uh, there's a lot more, I think, alienation actually inherent to the Italian new wave than there is to the, the French oh, yeah. new wave. And there's, there's right. a lot more, I feel like, a lot more anger in the Italian new right. wave just sort of inherent to it, right? Yeah. Um, the the alienation in the Italian new wave is very much a Marxist alienation. Right. <clears throat> Here, the alienation is, is less overt in that, but still, it gets the cultural aspect of that alienation right. very, very well. Um, of that individualization and the consumerism and the the idea that everyone needs to own a car right. by its very nature is not a product of well it's it's self feeding though because it is a product of but also it is the the feedstock of a culture that separates individuals right. that that breaks apart community and right. breaks apart communities because that's you know the the advent of car culture is what. Uh, facilitated and the creation of the American highway system was what facilitated white flight out of the cities and into right. the suburbs, taking those resources out of uh, the common good and putting them into individualized uh, areas where right. you, know, you worry more about property value than about what's actually happening with your neighbors. Right. And, 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 you know, in, I, you know, uh, Tati specifically in this instance one of the ways he sort of highlights that sort of the way that's going, right, is that, like, we see a huge variety of people in cars. Like, right. they're all alone, as you pointed out, but, like, it, when you're talking about, like, you know, that that push that everybody has to own a car and, like, where, where that sort of takes us, like, it's not just, like, one kind of person in a car. We see a, a whole swath of different kinds of people sitting in cars being in cars, right? Um and, and, you know, you're talking about, like, you know, I don't know what Europe's sort of situation. I mean, like, we're more familiar with what happened in the United States with, with, with the building of the highway system and stuff. But, you know, when they're when you think about all the people that Hulot's character encounters on the way, how many of them are there in that place and exist in that place because of this this whole phenomenon, right? This sort of self-feeding phenomenon, right? Like. They're like that that weird gas station handing out this plaster busts exists right. exclusively because there's a highway there. Right. Like there's no other reason that would be there. And that that absurdity only happens because this sort of self-feeding cycle exists, right? And like I the love customs how those busts are, keep coming back in the background too. I just got I, I love them. They're so good. That. Like yeah. at first me and the boys were super like we were so me and uh, the kids were so confused because like like you couldn't at first we didn't even recognize it as a gas station because you're like what the fuck right. are all these ceramic busts going on here <laughs> right, and then like right. we slowly began to realize what was happening and it's like oh it's so good it's such a yeah. and then the one breaks in the traffic accident and she's sweeping right. it up the the person right, sweeping right, it up is right, so right, good. right. It's like you can just uh, leave that there you don't have to sweep that up 
Anyway. I got you distracted. I apologize. No, no. I, I mean, well, and I kind of did too, right? Because you were kind of getting into sort of the broader sort of concepts right. of this. But, like, you know, the, in the end, right, like, these these cycles, these uh, these sort of self-feeding cycles, right, and more and more people need to own private vehicles and 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 and, and they're, they're both the justification for and the result right. of that system where it's like well so jobs yeah. start like getting more and more you know yeah pulled away but, and you have to travel further and but there is a flip side to that too because in the end hulo tries to take the train home yep. and it is pushed back to maria by the fact that so many people are getting off the train right right so you know it's well, not it's right. not just cars individualizing each other because the the wall of identical looking men with black umbrellas coming up the stairs of the train are its own its own thing which is where you know i don't know that hulo's necessarily uh countercultural or or reactionary in any way because i think he's just self-aware and he wants yeah. he wants more people to be aware of what exactly is happening here and the way they fit into that right not to any revolutionary end, but just to make sure you look around you, right? Right. No, I think that's definitely true. I yeah, I wouldn't ever like mark Hulo as some sort of revolutionary or anything, or, or right. Tati as a you know as its create as yeah. Hulo's creator. Like, what I will say though is that like there's a certain sort of that that clarity of self. Isn't it's in its nature a sort of revolutionary thing, right? Like, right, right. Like being able to talk about your society in very specific, like being able to see the cogs of the machine as they work is a is in itself a sort of revolutionary thing, right? Like, like Tati spent in it, you know, Hulo's character and Tati spent this entire movie talking about how alienating cars is, cars are, and stuff like that in a lot of ways, and like how alienating this, this, this this particular manifestation of modern society is but like at the very end needs to point out that like there's other just a reminder that's not the only like operating cog in this machine right like right like right. just just need you to remember that like you don't like quote unquote solve the car problem and it's all fixed right like right 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 that, like all these people pour out of there at the same time because the system that is also creating the car culture in some ways is the same system that made 80 people get on the train at exactly the same fucking time and get off at the exactly the same fucking time. Right, right, right. Wearing the same clothes, carrying the same umbrella. Right. It's all the same thing. Uh, But yeah. It's still a fun movie, though, right? Oh no, it's, it's great! It's I love so, it. I, just, I, I want to buy. I feel a really strong desire to just like consolidate a Hulu collection and just be done with it. Oh, yeah! Like, get, is, the, get the get the I don't box have it, it but it. like I realize, yeah. like watching this reminded me that, like, oh yeah, I just is a thing I need to do. I need to just have this right. in my life. I say about buying a thing as we spent the entire time talking about this. Oh yeah, but you know, like the the movies are beautiful. Listen. I love them. They're so good. As uh, 
as Stephen pointed out a couple of weeks ago in the vampire episode, or maybe it wasn't the vamp. Maybe it was long ago, uh, longer ago than that. Maybe it was actually the Furies episode uh, four weeks ago. Um, and maybe I'm thinking about it this week because I edited that episode this week instead maybe, of maybe. the conversation we had last week. But uh, as Stephen pointed out, the uh, the Criterion Collection itself is a you know a a uh, a capitalist venture. Absolutely, so, yeah, absolutely. You know, you know, that, that this, we, this idea yeah. that that uh, you know we watch this thing that is we have watched so many films right within the Criterion Collection that are anti-capitalist, but <laughs> um, they are things that uh, come to us uh, packaged and uh, meticulously packaged right. <laughs> with. Right, with, uh, really, with bonus probably features. If, right, if there's anything that defines the Criterion Collection, is the the intensity with which they are packaged. Right, right. Um, so, well, and yeah. and keep in mind, those films themselves were 100 percent capitalist endeavors. Right, like they, right, right, they, right. They they are, and but then you get into you get which loops us back around to that that old little that comic meme thing where it's like oh. I you you say you know I forget what it is now but yeah. that 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 classic cartoon about like you know about compl- uh, now I can't even remember how it goes but like basically <laughs> you want to live in a society yeah. like but I see you're still living in society kind of thing and it's like right, yeah right. like I mean of course they are right like you want to make a movie you better be able to like make a movie right like there's right, no system right. in place to let you make a movie without trying to make money with that movie now, exist. of course, there is the one exception to that, the Point Court, the Agnes Varda film that was a co-op that never Yeah, it was basically anything. a co-op film. So, yeah, I, and yeah. you know what? Like, it's beautiful. <laughs> I, I mean, that right. it is, it is it, but we were able to buy it, which right, tells right, you right. something, right? Like, even in and of itself, even as a, as a movie made, as far as I can tell, by the goodwill of a bunch of people in a town. Right. Uh, it still is a thing we were able to buy. Yeah. Or or in our case, like, view because of some weird, even more absurd scheme where we rent access to a library of <laughs> right, things, right. which is even more fucking bad. Like, really, when you think about the abstractness of what we're doing now versus, like, even walking into a place and, like, buying a thing, this is even more absurd. Like, what the fuck is yeah. even happening here? Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Like I, 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 yeah, I'm going to buy access, a limited amount of time of access to X product is right, fucking right. wild. I'm going to, I'm going to go buy a license to my tractor now. Thank you very much. Which is still the great, like the craziest thing yes. I've ever read in my entire life. Oh yeah. You don't own the tractor. You're licensing its right. use. You're licensing its use. And you've got to, you've got to pay for an official source to upgrade the firmware of your tractor. <laughs> Yeah, it's just 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 fuck off. It's just insane. Like, uh, and like that's yeah. I, I live I live a hundred. We all live a hundred percent in that even more absurd reality now, right? Like, I mean, I don't own I think any of the software on my computer now. Right, right, yeah. Oy. So whatever. I mean, just fuck it. Whatever. <laughs> that's that's the end. Is just like what? Like you know, you got to do what you got to do to to survive, right? Yeah. But like. I do Hulo as a as a character. I am glad we went on a journey with Hulo. I wish, to a certain extent, I had been able to do this journey all in one jump. Doing yeah. three and then one is a little bit 
Right, which is which is where the Tati box set is is beneficial. Right. Uh, but the way we go through these, we will not be watching all of them again when we get to the Tati box set, of course. Right. So. Right. And and I and I personally am a little bit this way because like, and we've encountered this before. Like, boy, even now I don't remember when we watched the other Hulu films, but like every time we watch a movie in a series. Yeah. For something we watched a long time ago, I'm like, boy, I wish we had just watched that more. Like, right, right. What, like with, the other three are were the one tens, I think. Right? Yeah, like to watch those movies and talk about them now with who we are and what we are now versus what we yeah. were fucking eight years ago would be <laughs> right, right. Would be nice. Would be cool. That'd be a neat thing to do. Listen, I think, I think we have a more interesting and nuanced conversation about this one than we had about playtime. Yeah, uh, I but, think so. But, but I would love to be able to have that sort of conversation about playtime. Yeah, me too. That's exactly what I'm back. saying. And and here's we what we should do: when we get to the end, we loop back and we go back to front. <laughs> that's that's right. So we'll watch whatever the final film the is year, when we finally get there. In the year 2052, when the when when the ratazoids <laughs> have taken over the planet and we are working in in the We'll watch the Ernest box set. We'll reverse watch the Ernest box set in reverse. Yeah, yeah, uh, we'll get to the end. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's beautiful. That's what we'll do. We'll all be alive because the Ratazoids will have perfected medical technology far beyond what we've ever been capable of. Yes. Mark that down. Ah. So this uh, this week we have been talking about our uh, our last Hulu film, not our last Tati. We've got a couple Tatis in the far flung future, but uh, but our last Hulu film, uh, 1971 Jacques Tati directed Traffic, uh, not to be confused with the other movie called Traffic that we watched eight years that ago. That Adam says we watched and I don't remember. <laughs> that Pat doesn't remember watching. I it, it is a uh, this is a thing that I find very upsetting, and I will talk about it again and again is the fact that like you could. You could tell me all you want. We watch the movie. I don't remember it. And if someone had up until yes, like last week, if somebody would be like, "Have you ever seen that movie Traffic?" I'd be like, "Nope, it didn't <laughs> right, happen. Right. I've never seen it." Now you've seen mo- two movies called Traffic, and yeah, one so of them just get you should remember. It. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it. Uh, you know, Tati does a pretty yeah, good car, job. It's a, about car culture. No, yeah, about it's a, drugs. It's a, man. it's a very, it's a very good movie. Yeah, but. uh but yeah, we've been talking about traffic. Next week, we'll be talking about Brand Upon the Brain. It's got oh, an exclamation point. Oh, yeah, we were point, excited so about this one, aren't we? And uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening to Lost in Criterion. I am, as always, the Adam Glass. With me, as always, John Patrick Oatari Dorgan. And we will see you next time. Adam Glass. You can find me on Twitter at the Adam Glass. 
My partner is John Patrick Hillercard Dorgan, and you can find him at jpatrick. Check out more of the show at lostincriterion.com or, hey, give us a review on iTunes. It's nice. If you really like what you hear, consider supporting us at patreon.com slash lostincriterion. Hey, our theme music is by Jonathan Hape. Check him out at jonathanhape.com. And thanks for listening. We appreciate it.